hello and <laughs> oh, wait, no, just leave it out. Hello. hello. Welcome back to the Open Books Podcast. That's the worst intro ever, but we're just gonna leave it because that's real life. Hello. Uh, today we are discussing First Lie Wins, which feels like it took an eternity to finish this book. This Colby, book, how do you feel? This book took so long. Hello, everyone. This book took so long to finish. I'm very glad to be done with it. Me too. And it's not that we didn't like it, which we'll get into. We'll get into. But I just couldn't finish this book. January, rolling through the books. Yeah. February, I only read First Lie Wins. Yeah. Yes. And I, it, 10 years later, literally. that's how it feels. Like I literally, every time I picked up this book, the percentage on my Kindle went nowhere. <gasps> nowhere. I know. I felt like every time we talked to each other, it was yeah. like, I'm still on 42%. I know. But I'm reading. I don't understand. But I do think something that I did a lot was picked it up at night when I went to go yes. to sleep and I would fall asleep. And I don't know if that means the book bored me because this does happen when I read at night. Like I just need to be better at reading when I'm more alert. When you're more alert. Yes. We just need to set like a timer. That's what I try to do sometimes. Yeah. Like it's smart. But I have been so disgustingly addicted to scrolling my phone. Mm-hmm. It's not even okay. I've also been disgustingly addicted to my phone and we will address this at some point because something must be done. We absolutely have to. But, but for now. Anyway. All right. So let's just jump right into First Lie Wins. But first, I want to tell you all that First Lie Wins a summary is brought to you by VB Advertising. So VB Advertising owns an outdoor six by nine foot LED sign based in Violet, Louisiana. The company is focused on promoting businesses, both big and small. If rented, your ad will be displayed between 900 and 1400 times per day for seven seconds at a time with approximately 24,400 cars passing this location each day vb advertising hopes to promote the visibility of your business and boost your company's reputation their sign could be rented daily weekly or monthly and the rates are as follows you can do it for 25 dollars a day 100 dollars a week 300 dollars a month Even if you are not local to the St. Bernard Parish in New Orleans area, VB Advertising is a great way to get your business, face, or name out there in front of so many people. Contact VB, follow them on Facebook at VB Advertising, or call them directly at 504-221-9678. And we will also post all of this in our show notes and Instagram. Perfect. Sounds like a great way to get your your name out there. No, it's a solid deal, too. Hit them up if you have a business and you want, you know, your face out there. Let's jump into the summary of First Lie Wins. First, I want to say that this was a Reese's Book Club pick. And someone gave me a funny comment on this Facebook post that they were like... (laughs) Please share it. They were like... um, I've officially decided that if a book is a Reese's Book Club pick, like, it's my warning sign. And I was like, wow. Honestly, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So let's just get into it. Let's do it. This is what Reese Witherspoon had to say about the book. She said this fast- Reese herself. Reese- Reese herself said, this fast-paced read has everything you could want in a thriller. Secret identities, a mysterious boss, and a cat and mouse game that kept me guessing the whole way through. So we're going to see about that, Reese. Yeah, Reese, let us be the judge of that. (laughs) Exactly. All right, so here's the summary, y'all. Evie Porter, she has everything a nice Southern girl could want. A perfect, doting boyfriend, a house with a white picket fence and a garden, a fancy group of friends. The only catch is Evie Porter doesn't exist. Evie's job is in the business of being secretive. Since she can't spend a childhood, 
Excuse me, can I talk? That's not correct. Excuse you? Excuse me, mom. Since she has spent a childhood with her mom, who she called Mama, being pretty poor, she decided she wanted to live a different type of life when she got older and almost got caught for stealing. She was saved by Mr. Smith, who then brought her into this business. She got into a secret and oftentimes dangerous business with a mysterious mastermind named Mr. Smith. So this Mr. Smith controls shady operations all around the country, and EVS has worked her way up into one of his top assets. The identity comes first, Evie Porter. Once she's given a name and a location by her mysterious boss, Mr. Smith, she learns everything there is to know about the town and people in it. Then comes the Mark, who her most recent Mark is named Ryan Sumner. The last piece of the puzzle is the actual job. Now, that was like the description that came straight from the book. So basically, Evie's job is she goes on missions for Mr. Smith, where she has to assume new and fake identities to achieve different things. For example, one of her jobs included becoming a nanny for a family that included a mother who was an alcoholic and a distant father who spent most of his time away at work and a five-year-old son named Miles who just needed attention. So her role as the nanny was to obtain a special flash drive that belonged to the father. Another one of her jobs was to become a part of a politician named Andrew, supposed to become a part of his campaign party in order to get close to him and sabotage him by catching him doing something nefarious like cheating on his wife. Another one of her jobs was to spy on some college coaches and recruiters and get one of them fired. Evie oftentimes went rogue and did not follow the exact directions given to her for several different reasons that we'll come to find out. This caused her to almost fail and not complete the mission a a few times, but also taught her to be super vigilant about what she's doing and to try to always stay one step ahead of her boss, Mr. Smith, because she realizes that in the end, she's disposable to him and working for him puts her at a really high risk of being harmed if she doesn't do what he wants. So her job in the present day in the book is to make a man named Ryan Sumner fall for her. That way she can be inside part of his shady operation that he runs out of Texas, where he has illegal things shipped and distributed through his reputable company for a really large profit. Mr. Smith sent Evie there to find out inside information on him. But Evie's real name, her childhood name, is Luca Marino. While Evie isn't privy privy to Mr. Smith's real identity, she knows that this job is going to be different. Ryan has gotten to her, and she starts to actually fall for him. She's starting to envision a different sort of life for herself with Ryan, but she can't make any mistakes, especially after what happened in her last job where she almost failed a mission completely. Because the one thing she's worked for her entire life to keep clean is her original identity, which she always wanted to go back to. This was Luca Marino. But someone named Luca Marino walked right into her town. Mr. Smith actually hired another woman to come into town and pretend to be the person that Evie once was, her original identity. He did this as a way to throw Evie off and basically warn her that he's always watching her. As soon as she finds out when the police come to question her that she's actually a suspect in an ongoing investigation for a woman from one of her past jobs, and that's because Mr. Smith put her on the radar of police by sending in pictures of her at the scene of the woman's death. Evie Porter must stay one step ahead of her past throughout the book, and she does this while working with someone she hired years back named Devon, who's basically like her eyes and ears. They communicate through a series of fake Instagram accounts and comments to remain very secretive. Evie ends up going back to Alabama to be questioned by the police about said incident from her past job, and Ryan, her newest target and now fiancé, tags along with her. She tries keeping Ryan at arm's length, knowing that he's somewhat of a criminal himself, and the two of them seem to enjoy playing house together while keeping secrets from each other. On their road trip to Alabama, Evie makes some stops along the way that show us as the readers that she's always been a few steps ahead of her boss, Mr. Smith. 
figuring out his secrets and ways of business along the way and playing the part that he gives her. She does all of this while making sure that there's still a future in front of her because she knows that once she crosses Mr. Smith, there's a chance that he will kill her. We start to learn that Evie's goal really seems to be out of this business and away from the harsh reign of her boss. The book basically ends when we find out that Evie has been calling all the shots for the past four years. She sets up an elaborate plan with the help of Devon and Amy, the victim of the murder in which Evie was the suspect in. Um, So Amy apparently stole some important and incriminating information on Mr. Smith. So Evie's supposed to retrieve this information from Amy for Mr. Smith. But of course, she doesn't actually because they set up this plan to fake Amy's death. The cops in Alabama try to pin the death of Amy on Evie, but Amy's actually really alive the whole time. Evie ends up getting away with everything because she pins any crimes against her on the Luca Marino that Mr. Smith hired to scare Evie. So that woman actually was just kind of collateral and died. So that woman looks almost identical to Luca. So the plan really worked perfectly. Evie and Ryan end up working things out as they were both involved in Mr. Smith's dirty business and decided to stay together despite everything that happened between them. And we the readers are left to believe that Evie actually might have took over Mr. Smith's business in the end. And she kind of defeated her boss and was multiple steps ahead of him the whole time. The end. The freaking... And I'm not gonna lie, that book was hard for me to summarize. One, because like I skimmed so much of it mm-hmm. towards the end because I was just trying to finish it. And two, like it really was kind of confusing for me. Mm-hmm. I think we stretched out reading it yes. so much. This is what I was telling my mom too, because she loved the book and read it in like two days. And I'm like, what? It's taking me an entire month to read an average size book. Yeah. But I think because I think both of us would put it down, pick it up, put it down, pick it up, that we were not as invested as we are in other books. I still liked it. That's the weird thing. Like, I enjoyed it. I liked it too. And I almost feel like if I reread it in like a year, Mm -hmm. I might fall in love with it. Yeah, I agree. And like now looking at the whole, the story as a whole, I'm like, that really was a very interesting plot. Like, I I really appreciate it. And it's kind of different from what we read. Yes, definitely. Should we jump in to yeah. our analysis? Let's do it. Um, today's DBQs are brought to you by Motion by Millie. Are you ready to elevate your fitness routine? Visit motionbymillie.com today and check out the variety of packages that will get you flowing towards a stronger, more confident you. Your body will thank you. So let's go ahead and jump in. Throughout the novel... Evie assumes various identities for her assignments. How does this constant change impact her as a person? Okay. This is kind of like my whole thing with the theme of the book too, is Mm -hmm. how does constant change impact you as a person? Or like, how does lying so much impact you as a person? Because that's that's essentially what she does so much of the book. But, and I don't know if we're going to have a question about lying, but the way in which she lied was so interesting to me because she always had like snippets of the truth, especially at the end when she was with the police. That's what made her so good. Exactly. Because she was so good at lying that she almost was telling the truth when she lied. Right. And I think it might tie into another question, Okay, but we can definitely talk about it here. Like, I feel like it ties in perfectly. Okay. She, I think that's why, because she constantly was like, I'm the best. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly why, because she always was kind of telling the truth. Exactly. And there was one part at the end when she's lying to the cops, but not really lying because everything she's saying, she's just saying in a tone that makes them think she means one thing, but it really means the other. Like when she told them that's Luca Marina who 
committed that crime or whatever. She wasn't lying because right. it really was her. But she said Luca Marina making them think it was the other Luca Marina. But it wasn't. It was her. Because she ties it in so many times. The mm -hmm. first lie wins. And basically what she meant by that was just like the first lie you tell is the most important yep. because it sets the tone for all the other web of lies that you're going to spin. And like if you have a solid first lie, you can just keep building off of it. And to tie into like how does it affect her character? Honestly, she stayed a pretty solid character. Like, I don't think it affected her so much mentally where she was, like, so upset or, like, acting irrationally because she was, like, guilty for lying all the time. Or No. I definitely think by the end of it, it seemed like she wished to have somewhat of a normal life because she started to fall for Ryan. But, like... I don't know. She was pretty good at, at her, I think, her yeah, job. Okay, rush. so you haven't watched The Imposters, right? No. Okay, but I, ha I feel like I have to go on record and say this because I could not stop thinking about the show the whole time I'm reading the book. I will be shocked if this author had never seen the show. If you've seen The Imposters, please read this book and tell me if you see the similarities. It is this book, but into a show. It follows this girl. She's this beautiful girl. She's got this charisma about her. She's an amazing liar. She can get anyone to believe anything she says. Like, she just got the art of lying. She works for someone called The Doctor, who is Mr. Smith. Shut up. Yes. Her job, she, but hers is all about making people fall in love with her. So she, like, they target people who have a lot of money and they basically steal all their money. Mm. But she is hired to go and marry these people. And then, like, a couple weeks after they get married, they take all of their money and she moves on to the next person. But I just kept thinking about how similar they were the whole time. Imposters is a great show, though. You really should watch it. I should it. watch that. It's really good. I'm going to add it to the list of things. Yes. Um, Mr. Smith plays a pivotal role in the story, orchestrating Evie's assignments and testing her loyalty. What are your theories about Mr. Smith's motivations? How does he manipulate and control Evie? Well, apparently Mr. Smith wasn't that fucking good at his job because Evie was 10 million steps ahead of him the whole time. Hello. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. But I don't know. For me, I feel like it was obvious that Mr. Smith felt that I'll go back to Luca when mm -hmm. she was Luca was I hate to say naive, but I think at the beginning when she was younger, she was. Yeah, I think so, too. And like easily, her first couple jobs. Right. And even when he like got her into the business like yeah. easily swayed because she, I think she was like motivated to help her mom and mm -hmm. motivated by the money um but again like little did he know right. that she was gonna boss the fuck up yeah <laughs> she really did <laughs> like she was like you thought bitch you fucking thought so like was that also a lie like her that's the thing is Luca an unreliable narrator in your opinion I guess not because um, I don't, for me, I don't think. No, because if you really caught on, it was kind of obvious throughout the book that she was on to him. She just like didn't tell us everything until the end. Um, but I think that she was way smarter than Mr. Smith in the end. Oh, 100%. Like he met his match with her. He met his mother yeah. effing match. Yeah. Both Evie and Ryan are morally ambiguous characters. Despite her criminal life, Evie has lines she just won't cross. Does her behavior redeem herself and why or why not? Okay. Yes, they're both morally great characters because they do commit crimes as far as like fraud. But Evie always kind of seemed to try and take the high ground or try to do the right thing. Like how she ended up helping out Andrew, that politician. Yeah. Because she was like, this man, he's a good man, Savannah. He's a good man. He's a good. She knew Andrew was a good man. He was not going to cheat on his wife. She was like, y'all are crazy if you think that this, he's, you can't get him. Right. You won't catch him slipping. So she still fucked over the other politician, but he was kind of slimy. So she saved the good politician. So she was kind of like 50-50. 
for me. I know. And it's so weird. And I guess what I'm about to say is literally what makes a morally great character. Yeah. Because I know what she was doing was technically illegal. Mm-hmm. But like while I was reading it, I was like, it's not bad. <laughs> Do you know what's so funny that you say that? When I was reading it, I was like, I think another reason why I can't get into this book is because it's not fucked up enough. Like it was I like, told my mom that too. there's no murder. You, you like, like when a family no she kidnapping, did, right? Hello, there's no disturbing like, tying up of women. Like she's when, just a con artist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, just a con artist. Right. I'm like, okay, she's lying a little bit. Like next, <laughs> yawn. <laughs> it goes to show that we're desensitized, to, like based off of the books that we read or the first book we've ever read. Womb. Like now, I'm right. like, okay, because this is a good book. Like it is. It's a solid book with a solid plot and yeah. honestly, solid characters. Like yeah. I think. Great writing. Yeah. Good dialogue. <laughs> Tied up the ending like with a bow. It wasn't enough. She didn't do enough. But I needed her to be a little sick and twisted somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the college scandal of it all. Like that wasn't that shocking to me. Of course people are lying and cheating and doing yeah, things like, to oh, make money off of college children. They're bribing these athletes <laughs> to Duh. join the team. Okay. And? <laughs> Hello? next <laughs> honestly like who wouldn't expect that <laughs> right so i think that played uh, i swear to god i really was thinking it throughout the book i'm like okay when's something crazy gonna happen here yeah but i think that's on us not the book no it's it's deep it's a, us. an us thing yeah definitely so evie turns to a life of crime speaking of <laughs> to pay for her mother's medical needs like right, as she should okay, <laughs> like who wouldn't <laughs> considering today's high health care costs <clears throat> Hello. Do you sympathize with Evie's choices? Should she have continued a life of crime after her mother's death? I did sympathize with Evie, especially in the beginning. She was so like slick with it in that those first couple scenes where she was like conning the rich people. Healthcare is sick. It's the biggest lie of, of the century. It is the big yeah. Yeah. First lie wins. What? <laughs> healthcare. Healthcare. <laughs> um, like it's crazy how much like insurance doesn't even cost. I mean, yeah. cover cost. <laughs> yeah. Baby. Yeah, also we, expensive. We could go on and on about that for days, but it's so but true. She continued that life because I think that's all she knew. Now, could she have made different choices and like, I don't know, tried to get a real job? Sure. But I still. Who needs it? Who needs yeah. that? Why? When you can just go steal from rich people? <laughs> Count me out. <laughs> we're kidding. Yes, please. No. For the record. For the record, we're joking. For legal reasons. <laughs> that's a joke. Uh, Evie chooses an isolating job despite her mother's death. Why do you think she sought out others working for Mr. Smith? Did Evie find her family with Devon, Amy, and Ryan? I definitely think so. By the end, they were like their own little like criminal family. They were. And they definitely like trusted each other. Yes. Throughout the whole thing. I was shook by the plot twist that Amy was alive. Um, But I definitely didn't think that. Evie killed her like I like no yeah I knew that there was something more to that story yeah but it all kind of made sense that they all kind of turned on your boy Mr. Smith and no, like two middle fingers to you sir. goodbye and started their own little life of crime and I kind of ship her and Ryan Ryan was his own little petty criminal and they made an amazing they match made right like they were match made in heaven yeah I love them together really it was it yeah. worked and like Although she lost her mom, she really did gain another family. Yep. That's it's beautiful. It was like a little <laughs> beautiful fairy so tale ending. <laughs> right, right. Okay, let's talk about the symbolism behind Evie leaving an origami swan after each job. I thought there was going to be more to that, to be honest. Like, was it just her little mark? It was just her saying, 
that was me or did I miss something? No, I feel so. I looked up like what does a swan symbolize? Oh, okay. Because I was like, there has to be more. Like right. it's in the book. Like, but they never really. She never really said. Mm, no. So a swan has often been seen as a symbol of wisdom and includes awakening the power of self balance, grace, inner beauty, and it just kind of like goes on in dealing with others and commitment. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, the biggest thing is like wisdom. Yeah. Like I'm smarter. I've been here. Yep. I'm outwitting you. Yes. I think that's exactly why so she did it. So I think that was her way of showing like, yep. I'm smart and I am yeah, and it was, outsmarting you. And it was really cool at the end when she, Mr. Smith thought he was going to get something by opening up this box and it was just this one. Yep. It was just her last like, fuck you to him. You can't control me. I outwitted you. Love that. Yeah. That was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, like, me too. Because he was so hung up about it. Yes. He thought that was going to be like the incriminating stuff against him. Wait, were you shocked by George actually being <gasps> Mr. Smith in the end? Yes. Me too, because I love George. Oh my gosh. I, wait, do I, I talk about this? I, well, I didn't mention George in the summary. So for people who didn't read the book and are like here for the vibes and the good time, there was this other character, George, throughout, throughout the book, who was like a UPS, quote unquote, UPS delivery person. And he would deliver Evie's like packages to her mm-hmm. or her jobs from Mr. Smith directly. And they kind of developed like this cute little friendship she she trusts him so much yes and then you find out in the end that that actually was mr smith, mr. The smith. Whole time. so did that surprise you that was like a bit the biggest twist for me me too i thought george was like this little cutie little yeah. ups driver <laughs> so i always thought it was just like so ironic that one of the men that she trusts the most actually turned out to be the man that she wanted to bring down so true his little empire yep I was like, damn, not George, George, Georgie, Georgie. Yeah, I was shocked by that. So as you mentioned earlier, that this was a Reese's book club pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, the, the novel gained significant attention. In your opinion, what elements make it suitable for a book club discussion? Well, the moral great character of it all. Mm-hmm. I 100% think that this is a great book club pick. Once again, it's an us thing that we just prefer things that are more enticing. I don't know what to say other than that. I still like the book. I think there was lots to talk about. I think Evie's character was really fun to read about. And the plot was different than any book I've ever read. And like I get the hype of like the cat and mouse chase trope. Yeah. Um, it's just like not my favorite completely agree with that yeah petty crime stories um fraud and like the cat and mouse of like it makes me think of now this book is completely different than haunting adeline too but like the chase to me it's like that drags a book on like get Mm -hmm. to it so i think that's kind of where i stand but i do get why this book was hyped up and why it was a good like book club choice for sure um i also think like the characters and the plot really did make it me too a good Book club. I think it's getting picked up for a movie. I listened to no a shit. yes, it, that fast. That's crazy because yeah. this is like a newer book. I listened to a podcast where the author did an interview. She said it's already got picked up by a movie and the script is being written. Wow. Yeah, and she was talking about like her motivations behind the book, and I found this interesting. She's actually a YA like young adult author. That's what what she's mm-hmm. used to writing. This is her first like adult novel she did good job she is and she did and she was like shook by the response by from it and she's very excited that it's getting turned into a movie and i think it's going to be a great premise for a movie aka the imposters which mm-hmm. is a great show i wonder who's going to play evie you mentioned the cat and mouse trope yes honestly i feel like our tropes are like the husband wife 
mm-hmm. situation. That's so true. Yeah. Uh, like a mental illness, trauma, mm-hmm. stalker, killer, yes. family psych. I feel like it's very much what we like. Kidnapping, psychological thriller. I love family psychological thrillers. Yep. Right. I feel like we've really like covered everything. Do you think yeah. though that she can live a happy life with Ryan? Yeah. I just wonder, like, are they going to try to outsmart each other? You know? Yeah. They're two liars. They were very comfortable lying to each other. Or maybe they'll just have, like, little liar babies. Yeah. They'll just come out the womb lying. Lying. The the sky is purple, Dad. Continue the family business. (laughs) I could see that. Do you think that Evie's going to continue? Yes. I do, too. Yeah, I think they're just going to thrive. I think they're going to do it together. Yeah, because he was already rocking and rolling with his illegal business. And he was rich as hell from it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to work out for them. And the most important question is, if you would choose one character to take to dinner, you're going to Mimi's. Who are you taking? I I want to take Evie. And I want to be up for the challenge to see who can be a better manipulator. Like, oh! I just, like, I would make it fun. Like, I would take Evie, a.k.a. Luca Marino, and yeah. I would take on my own identity and just pretend to be someone else. Because she does it, so why can't I? Right. That's what I Period. would do. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely want to take Evie too yeah. and just like pick her brain. Yeah. Like, what is it like? What's it like? What's it like? Must be fun. <laughs> it must be fun. Um, so that's our discussion-based questions for First Lie Win. Um, but before I forget, I do want to say that um, the discussion-based questions I did find from a mm-hmm. website wrote a book.org wrote a book.org so shout i definitely out. wanted to shout them out shout out well so. i do have three different reviews and this con this came from some comments on facebook on a post that i made so hannah said i devoured this one in about two days i like to switch in timelines from evie's past to present i also appreciated the romance but that it wasn't over the top sex scenes like colleen hoover usually does Amen. I, yes, I took that one down because I completely agree. I loved um, Evie and Ryan's like story and their little love story of crime. And I did there too. wasn't any sex involved. It no, wasn't and necessary. you could tell that they were into each other. Exactly. We got the point. Next, Laura said, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't worth all the hype it getting. It was getting. It felt very young adult, or is it new adult? Question mark. The way Evie was acting was very annoying and it all being tied up in a bow ending bothered me. Oh. Interesting. That's a very interesting perspective. Yeah, I love bows that are bows that are tied up in a book. Bows that are tied up in a book. <laughs> okay, I do have one yes, bit of something to add. At times did it feel a little too far fetched. Mm-hmm. Like you're communicating with Devon through Instagram. Through Instagram comments. Before be, be fucking for real. BFFR. <laughs> that's not going to happen. And like the way she just straight up got away with everything, you know, know, it's it's a little unlikely. It's it's just it would that part I was like, no. And that's another thing no. about like, the trope. And when he tapped into the ca- street cameras. Right. Come Devon on. Wait, Devon just happened to be this like literal genius. He that, could do everything. This IT master, he can do anything and everything, tap into anybody's camera. Like Devon might as well have be inside of your actual head. He had every yeah, answer to literally. everything. <laughs> He's hacked into my iPhone camera and yeah. is watching me. Another, uh, I think that's just part of the trope too that I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um. Last one. This person said, personally, it felt like the Reese Witherspoon book club sticker acts like as a warning. Acts as a warning sign for me. That's what I was saying in the beginning. Um. Halfway through reading it, uh, when it was awarded this accolade, and I thought that's why I'm feeling really meh about it. As I felt about any other sticker that has the Reese Witherspoon Club on it, it's either meh or just straight up shitty. I think that's hilarious. Dapped. 
Cruel Intentions. Oh, I've never seen that. Colby. Is it a movie? Colby. Or a show. It's a movie. <laughs> you have to watch that. Wait. Cruel Intentions. Cruel and then you have to watch. What's the one with her and Mark Wahlberg? Oh, I know Ryan Felipe. Okay. Fear. Yeah. I've never seen Fear. Young Mark Wahlberg is and he so plays, fine. He plays like the scary Ooh. fucking I'm a beat you man. Oh, sold. <laughs> See, that's the kind of book we need. See, we're so sick. I'm like, he plays the scary guy beat you man. I'm like, and we're someone like, write a book about and it. And we're like giddy. <laughs> First of all, look how cute and tiny she is there. Oh, I'm love. Tiny as in like, yeah. a young little gal she's a little tiny thing okay can we please report back on that movie yes fear and, and cruel intentions yes. but i'm, I'm gonna rewatch i think i want to watch fear first I'm like, can we watch it at the same, the same time yes let's do and that and then we'll send each other perfect stuff in between yes. okay did you have any other um i think that was it i'm just ready to move on from first lie wins and and get into our next i'm next on the shelf. so glad that you said that because are y'all ready for it I'm Our so ready. next on the shelf is The Teacher by Miss Frida McFadden. We are bringing her back and we are so excited. From the New York Times bestselling author, Frida McFadden comes a chilling story of twisted secrets and long awaited revenge. Lesson number one, trust no one. Eve has a good life. She wakes up each day, kisses her husband, Nate, and heads off to teach math at the local high school. All is as it should be, except last year, Kasem High was rocked by a scandal involving a student-teacher affair with one student, Addie, at its center. But Eve knows there's far more to these ugly rumors than meets the eye. Addie cannot be trusted. She lies. She hurts people. She destroys lives. At least that's what everyone says. But nobody knows the real Addie. Nobody knows the secrets that could destroy her, and Addie will do anything to keep it quiet that's an open books podcast yes. type of book. Yes. LFG, let's fucking go. I'm so excited for this one. So excited. This book is like really hyped up too. Everyone's reading. Any, everybody who's anybody is reading Freedom McFadden. reading <laughs> Freedom McFadden, the teacher. So we're reading that. I'm so, so excited. Y'all just like, happy dance. I wonder if it's on Kindle Unlimited. I don't know. A lot oh, of Freedom books are. It is. Okay, great. Yeah, just download Beautiful. It. Lovely. I can't wait, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you for reading with us. Send us your thoughts on The Teacher. Follow us on Instagram at Open Books Podcast and TikTok at The Open Books Podcast. Interact with us. Be our friend. And we'll catch y'all on the next one. Sounds good. Love you. Love y'all. Bye.